Deuteronomy chapters 2 through chapter 4, verse 40. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea, as the Lord told me. And for many days we traveled around Mount Seir. Then the Lord said to me, You have been traveling around this mountain country long enough. Turn northward and command the people. You are to pass through the territory of your brothers, the people of Esau, who live in Seir, and they will be afraid of you, so be very careful. Do not contend with them, for I will not give you any of them their land, no, not so much as for the sole of their foot to tread on, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall purchase food from them with money that you may eat, and you shall also buy water from them with money that you may drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He knows you are going through this great wilderness. These forty years the Lord God has been with you. You have been lacking nothing. So we went on, away from our brothers, the people of Esau who lived in Seir, away from the Arabah road from Eliath to Ezon Geber. And we turned and went in the direction of the wilderness of Moab. And the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab or contend with them in battle, for I will not give you any of their land for a possession, because I have given it to Ar, to the people of Lot, for a possession. The Emim formerly lived there, a people great and many and as tall as the Anakim. Like the Anakim, they are also counted as Rephaim, but the Moabites call them Emim. The Horites also lived in Seir formerly, but the people of Esau dispossessed them and destroyed them from before them and settled in their place, as Israel did to the land of their possession, which the Lord gave to them. Now rise up and go over the brook of Zerid. So we went over the brook of Zerid, and the time from our leaving Kadesh Barina until we crossed the brook of Zered was thirty-eight years, until the entire generation, that is, the men of war, had perished from the camp, as the Lord had sworn to them. For indeed, the hand of the Lord was against them to destroy them from the camp until they had perished. So, as soon as all the men of war had perished and all were dead from among the people, the Lord said to me, Today you cross the border of Moab to Ar, and when you approach the territory of the people of Ammon, do not harass them or contend with them, for I will not give you any of the land of the people of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the sons of Lot for a possession. It is also counted as a land of Rephaim. Rephaim formerly lived there, but the Amorites call them Zamzumimim, a people great and many and tall as tall as the Anakim. But the Lord destroyed them before the Amorites, and they dispossessed them and settled in their place, as he did for the people of Esau, who live in Seir, when he destroyed the Horites before them, and they dispossessed them and settled in their place even to this day. As for the Avivim, who lived in villages as far as Gaza, the Kaphoritim, who from Kaphator, destroyed them and settled in their place, rise up, set out on your journey, and go over the valley of Arnon, Behold, I have given into your hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to take possession and contend with him in battle. This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you on the peoples who are under the whole earth, who shall hear the report of you, and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. So I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth to Sihon, the king of Heshbon, the words of peace, saying, Let me pass through your land. I will go only by road, 
I will turn aside neither to the right nor to the left. You shall sell me food for money that I may eat and give me water for money that I may drink. Only let me pass through on foot, as the sons of Esau, who are live in Seir, and the Moabites, who live in Ar, did for me, until I go over the Jordan into the land that the Lord our God is giving to us. But Sihon, the king of Heshbon, would not let me us pass by him. For the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate, that he might give him into your hand, as he is this day. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have begun to give Sihon and his land over to you. Begin to take possession that you may occupy his land. Then Sihon came out against us and he and all his people to battle at Jahaz. And the Lord our God gave him over to us and we defeated him and his sons and all his people. And we captured all his cities at that time and devoted to destruction every city, men, woman, and children. We left no survivors. Only the livestock we took as spoil for ourselves with the plunder of the cities that we captured. From Arori, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, and from the city that is in the valley as far as Gilead, there was not a city too high for us. The Lord our God gave all into our hands. Only to the land of the sons of Ammon did you did not draw near, and that is to the banks of the river of Jabbok, and the cities and the hill countries whatever the Lord our God had forbidden us. Then we turned and went up the way to Basham, and Og the king of Basham came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Idri. But the Lord said to him, said to me, Do not fear him, for I have given him and all his people and his land into your hand, and you shall do to him as you did to Sihon the king of the Amorites, who lived in Heshbon. So the Lord our God gave into our hand Og also, the king of Basham, and all his people, and we struck him down until he had no survivors left. And we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city that we did not take from them. Sixty cities, the whole region of Argob, the kingdom of Og and Basham. All these cities fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides very many unwalled villages, and we devoted them to destruction, as we did to Sihon, the king of Heshbon, devoting to destruction every city, men, woman, and children. But all the livestock and spoil of the cities we took as our hour plunder. So we took the land at that time out of the land of the king of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan, from the valley of the Arnon to Mount Hermon. The Sidonians call Hermon Siron, while the Amorites call it Sinir. All the cities of the Tableland, and all Gilead, and all Bashan, as far as Selech, Seleka, and Edri, cities of the kingdom of Ad and Bashan. For only Og, the king of Bashan, was left in the remnant of Rephaim. Behold, his bed was a bed of iron. It is not in Rebah of the Amorites. Nine cubits was its length, and four cubits its breadth, according to the common cubit. When we took possession of this land at that time, I gave to the Reubenites and the Gadites in the territory beginning at Aroer, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, and half of the hill country of Gilead with its cities, the rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og, that is, all the region of Argob, I gave it the half to the tribe of Manasseh. All that portion of Basham is called the land of Rephaim. Jair the Manasite took all the region of Argob, that is, Basham, as far as the border of the Gershashites and the Makathites, and called the village after his own name, Avavoth, Jair, as it is to this day. To Machir I gave Gilead, 
And to the Reubenites and the Gadites, I gave the territory from Gilead as far as the valley of Arnon, with the middle of the valley as a border, as far over as the river Jabbok, and the border of the Ammonites. The Arabah also, with the Jordan as the border, from Chinnereth as far as the Sea of Arabah, the sea, Salt Sea, under the slopes of Pisgah on the east. And I commanded you at this time, saying, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All your men of valor shall cross over armed before your brothers, the people of Israel. Only your wives, your little ones, and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall remain in the cities that I have given you until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as to you. And they also occupy the land that the Lord your God has given gives them the Jor- beyond the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession which I have given to you. And I commanded Joshua at that time, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So will the Lord do to all the kingdoms into which you are crossing. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. And I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have only begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do such works and mighty acts as yours? Please, let me go over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, that good hill country, and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me because he would not listen to me. And the Lord said to me, Enough from you. Do not speak to me of this matter again. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift up your eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward and look at it with your eyes, for you shall not go over this Jordan. But charge Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he shall go over the head of his people and he shall put them in possession of the land that you shall see. So we remained in the valley opposite of Beth Peor. And now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the rules that I am teaching you, and do them that you may live, and go and take possession of the land that your Lord your God of your fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal Peor. For the Lord your God destroyed from among you all the men who followed the, the Baal of Peor. But... You who held fast to the Lord your God are all alive today. See, I have taught you statutes and rules as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do them in the land that you are entering to take possession of. Keep them and do them, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples, who, when they hear all these statutes, will say, Surely this great nation is wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? And what great nation is there that has statutes and rules so righteous as all this law that I set before you today? Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget these things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. How on the day that you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on this earth, and that they may teach their children so. And you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, while the mountain burned with fire at the heart of heaven, wrapped in darkness, cloud, and gloom. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of words, but saw no form. 
there was only a voice. And he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform. That is, the Ten Commandments. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and rules, that you might do them in the land that you are going over to possess. Therefore, watch yourselves very carefully, since you saw no form on the day that the Lord spoke to you at Horeb, out of the midst of the fire. Beware, lest you act corruptly by making a carved image for yourselves, in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water underneath. And beware lest you raise your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the host of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them, things that the Lord your God has allotted to all the people under the whole heaven. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be a people of his own inheritance, as you are to this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me because of you, and he swore that I should not cross the Jordan, and that I should not enter the good land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. For I must die in this land. I must not go over the Jordan. But you shall go over and take possession of that good land. Take care, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God which he made with you, and make a carved image the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. When your father, children, and your children's children, and you have grown old in the land, if you act corruptly by making a carved image in the form of anything, and by doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord, your God, so as to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today, that you will soon utterly perish from the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. You will not live long in it, but will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods of wood and stone and work of human hands that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search after him with your all your heart, with all your soul. When you are in tribulation, and all these things come upon you in latter days, you will return to the Lord your God and obey his voice. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them. For ask now of the days that are past which were before you, since the day that God created man on earth, and ask from one end of heaven to the other, whether such a great thing as this has ever happened or was ever heard of. Did any people ever hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of fire as you have heard and still live? Or has any God ever attempted to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, by wonders, and by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great deeds of terror? all of which your Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord is God. There is no other beside him. Out of heaven he let you hear his voice, 
that he might discipline you. And on earth he let you see his great fire, and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved your fathers and chose their offspring after them and brought you out of Egypt with his own presence by his great power, driving out before you nations greater and mightier than you to bring you in to give you their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know, therefore, today, and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There is no other. Therefore, you shall keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Romans chapter 4 verses 1 through 15. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised, or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well, and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null, and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. I suppose one question that we could ask after reading in the beginning sections of Deuteronomy and in Romans is whether there's a contradiction here. Moses is telling the people of Israel to obey the commandments that things would go well for them. While Paul writes that it's not by the law that people are justified or declared righteous. Rather, it's by faith. Are they contradicting themselves? They actually are not. There's no contradiction between what Moses is saying in Deuteronomy and what Paul is writing in Romans. Think of it like this. Moses is recounting the history of the nation of Israel, and he's getting ready to hand over the reins of leadership to Joshua, the son of Nun. In handing it over, he is leaving his last word, his last encouragement. In many senses, this is Moses' last will and testament recorded in an oratory fashion before the people of Israel. His last will 
is that the people would remain faithful to God because he knows that it is by God's blessing that they will receive their inheritance. And if they fail to honor God the way that God has honored them, they will be dispossessed. They will be scattered. They will be made to bear the shame of ruin. Moses's instruction for the people is not just that they would obey and be adherents of the law, but it is that such adherence would be motivated by faith. Faith that is stirred by remembering all of the things that God has already done for them. The people that he is speaking to were children in the days of the wilderness. They were children as they came out of Egypt. They saw their parents fail, which is a reality that much of us, many of us have to face. We see our parents' failures. We see our parents' lack of faith. We see our parents' lack of trust in God. It's a blessing when that's not true. But for many, it is all too often the case. Do we follow in our parents' footsteps when we see their failures? No. They teach us to learn from their mistakes. This is Moses' encouragement. Learn from your father's mistakes because you have a father in heaven who has not made any mistakes, who is instructing you in wisdom that things would go well with you. We do not obey God's word because we think that by obeying him, we're going to earn our righteousness. Rather, by faith, we trust that he loves us and gives us these commandments, these statutes, these precepts, these rules as a means of our own well-being. By faith, we trust him that even in the sign of circumcision or in the sign of baptism, as it comes to be in the New Testament, that we would be his people before that by faith.